Hi there. Welcome to the Calm Podcast, combining academia and life with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Ritchie, and I have been a mentor and a scientist for 15 years, and I wanted to find a platform to reach more of the academic community than I interact with at my own university. My goal is to give you strategies and ideas for how to achieve harmony between work and life. Sit back, relax, and let's achieve harmony together. Hey there, everyone. This is Marilyn. Welcome back for another episode of the Calm Podcast. We are on episode 13. I'm so excited that this is kind of happening. Um, As I've said before, I've wanted to do this for a long time, so I'm really excited that podcasting has become part of my regular routine. And maybe it's uh, appropriate on uh, episode 13, which many say is, you know, a, a taboo number or an unlucky number. Today, we're going to talk about failure. And the reason that I thought it would be a great topic to cover is that all of us experience failure. And I have seen it a lot lately or a lot of evidence that people are really feeling their failures. And so I thought it would be timely to talk about it and just kind of walk through some truths about failure and give us some tactics to kind of think through it and not let it let it kind of eat us up Um, especially when there's just a lot of anxiety and a lot of challenge in the world right now you know we're still in the midst of 2020, which uh, is just a hard year. We are, let's see, for me, I am at week 20 of working from home. So we're going on five months here soon. And while I certainly feel like I have developed good habits and routines at home, it's still just emotionally a challenge. And there are a lot of kind of a lot of what ifs and thoughts in our minds a lot of the time. So when we fail to do something well or we do not succeed at something, it can just take a toll, I think right now, more than it does in our regular day-to-day life. And so I thought it would be good to talk through. All right, the first topic that I think it's important to cover today is that failure happens to everyone. Every single person that you know experiences failure. This is not unique to you. It is not a sign of weakness. It happens to truly every human person. It's important to remind yourself of that sometimes, especially when life feels really hard and it feels like you're experiencing a lot of failure. It can be really easy to look at the highlight reel on social media of everyone else's successes. You know, it's it's pretty common for people to post all of the achievements that they have. They post their um, award that they were 
um, given or a grant that got funded or a paper that got funded or a prize that they won or all these great things. And to be honest, that's what most of us want to see on social media, right? You don't really want to log in and and look at bad news after bad news after bad news. That, That brings everybody down. So I do, I understand and see the utility in the highlight reel. However, if you're experiencing failure on a particular day, and then you log in to Twitter and you see everyone else's amazing news, it can really make you feel like garbage. So remembering that everybody experiences failure is helpful. The other element of that is that when you have failure, being aware that the way that you respond to that failure is key. Some people recognize failure as an opportunity to grow and to learn and become a better version of yourself through the failure. And some people dwell on the failure and they allow it to hold them back and keep them down and have a negative impact on them. So I think recognizing that it is happening to everyone and looking to the people who you see that grow from the the failure and learn from it and use those people as role models so that when you experience your own failure, it can be kind of a, a learning and a growing opportunity for you. All right, the second thing really stems from the last one and I, I kind of already said it, but I wanna be really explicit. In general, comparison is not helpful. It is not generally a helpful use of your time. It is not gonna build you up unless you happen to be using it as a way to motivate you. But I would say that probably 95% of the time, when you compare your life to someone else's, you do it in a way that kind of makes you feel less than not enough, jealous, envious, that is when you have to stop yourself from doing the comparison. And I know that I get into this loop sometimes too. I'll see somebody got another grant funded and I had another grant not discussed. And then I can go into this negative talk with myself about how they're clearly a much better scientist than I am. What am I even doing? That's not useful. Life is not a competition and We should only look to other people when it is motivating to us, when it helps to build us up, when we see how they respond to failure or how they respond to success. And we use that as fire to motivate us and get us to grow and learn and do better, not to push ourselves down even further and increase our negative self-talk. So there is a saying by... Uh, A quote, I mean, by Theodore Roosevelt, uh, I think it's comparison is the death of joy or comparison is the thief of joy, I think is how it was originally stated. And I think it's really true. And you've probably heard me say this on the podcast before because it's a quote that I really like. It, in general, it really is just not good use of your time to compare your life to other people's, especially because you have no idea what is happening behind closed doors. You only see the elements of a person's life that they choose for you to see. 
You do not see what life is like when they are alone. You do not see how many hours do they truly work? What do they do in their free time? Are they really motivated? Are they making good choices? Do they waste their time? You have no idea. And quite frankly, it's not your business. You need to focus on your use of your time and your mental state and your emotions. And so again and again, if I catch myself looking at someone else's highlight reel on social media and I'm comparing what's going on in my day to theirs and I catch myself, you know, feeling down or less than and not enough, I will flip the narrative and remind myself that I do not know what's going on in their life. I need to focus on mine. This negative thing happened. How do I turn this into a positive? How do I learn from this? How do I grow from this? I didn't get this opportunity that I wanted. Well, maybe it wasn't the right time. Maybe it's because there's another opportunity coming my way soon. And if I had taken this other opportunity, I wouldn't have time for this other thing that's gonna be even better for my life. I didn't get this particular grant funded. It was not the right time. It wasn't the right panel or it wasn't the right project. I need to rethink it, take a step back, learn. What could I do differently? What could I do better? Is it just a matter of bad timing? and the wrong reviewers? Or is it that there was actually a flaw in the project and they picked up on something that I missed and now when I resubmit, it'll be an even better, more successful project because I have learned and the project has grown from the opportunity to fail and not get funded the first time around. I know that this is a hard thing to do, but it's so important because it's going to keep happening to us throughout our lives. So. Reminders, number one, it happens to everyone. And number two, don't compare your failures to someone else's successes. It will just bring you down. Focus on comparing yourself to the version of yourself that you're striving to be and learn and grow from those failures. All right, the next thing that I want to talk through is a reminder, as you experience failure, it's really important to examine it objectively. And this is really challenging right in the thick of it. The day that you find out that you didn't get the job, the day that you find out that your grant was not discussed, the day that you find out that you were not given the award that you hoped that you would be given. That day maybe isn't the day for this objective evaluation. I think there's too many emotions on that first day that it can be hard to be objective. If you can, that's great. But a lot of times I need a day of kind of going through the the grieving process of, you know, being mad and, and sad and all those things. But then looking at it objectively and asking yourself a series of questions. Did you do the work that would warrant that you should have received whatever the thing is that you hoped you had received? Can you honestly say to yourself, I did all the work that could have been done in order to get this thing, you know, to get this grant funded or this paper published? Did you do the work that was required or did you maybe cut some corners or cram at the last minute? Did you put in the time and the work and the effort that was needed to get the thing? 
was the situation fair or biased? I have to remind myself of this a lot when it comes to science reviews. So of manuscripts and of grants, we all hope that the process is fair, but there is an element of luck and an element of bias that just is, it exists and it's there sometimes and it's out of our control. I think that's a key thing, remembering that it's out of your control. You can do everything right and still sometimes it ends up on with the wrong reviewers, you know, at the wrong journal, at the wrong panel, whatever it is. But remembering that situations might, might be unfair or biased is important. And, and I don't mean this to say you just blame the failure on someone else. That's not the point. The point is, did you do everything that you could to make sure that it was in a fair panel? You know, did you pick the right place or, or not? And then the other piece is recognizing that part of it is out of your control and that sometimes life is unfair. Sometimes life is biased. It is the case for everyone. It's not that life is only unfair for you or that life is biased in terms of reviewing your papers, for example, for you. It's like this for everyone. And so if you think that there might have been some bias or something unfair that happened, learn from that and figure out, okay, I need to not send it to that journal. Or maybe I need to take these steps to mitigate the reviewer feeling biased. Maybe the way that you wrote something was in a very unfair or biased way. And so it set reviewer into a defensive mode. And so they are attacking what you wrote because you attacked a philosophy or a field or a person um, or a lab group. So being objective about whether the response to what you put out into the world was fair and or biased. And then is what you put out into the world fair? Or were you biased in what you put out into the world? What could you have done differently? Could you have spent more time? Could you have been more objective in the writing? Could you have had more people review the thing before you put it out into the world? Could you have spent more time on the little details? You know, is there anything that you could have done differently or did you do everything that you could have done? And then once you've kind of reviewed kind of what got you there, then it's it's the growth questions. So I talked last week about mindset. I mentioned the book Mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, it's funny, this book has come up in other podcasts, conversations, and workshops that I have been in over the last couple of weeks so many times. I, I have to read the book again. But the growth questions that you ask as you're examining the failure, what will you do differently now? What have you learned from this failure? And how will you grow from it? Um, Oprah Winfrey uh, who has a podcast called Super Soul Conversations. It's kind of a spinoff, I think, of her you know, uh, daytime show that she had for years. But now it's very focused on thought leaders and spiritual leaders. And she has this phrase that she says all the time. And it's that life is happening for you, not to you. And I remind myself of that whenever I have experienced a failure. This happened for me, 
What am I supposed to learn from this? How do I grow? How do I be a better version of myself in the context of this particular thing? This didn't happen to me. This isn't about, you know, life being fair. This is about life showing us and teaching us how to grow. And it's just that we have to pay attention and come up with strategies to learn and grow from from the things that we're failing at. So this leads me to maybe a little more of a, a philosophical point. And this is that failure of an activity does not make you a failure. It breaks my heart when I hear people say, oh, I'm such a failure. Oh, I can't believe I didn't do this thing. I'm such a failure. I don't think that we should ever take on the persona of being a failure. I think it's very important to recognize that when we experience failure, it is of an activity. I failed to you know, get this grant funded. I failed to get the bills paid on time. I failed in making this pie that turned out to burn and now I have burnt dessert. You can fail at an activity, but that does not make you yourself a failure. Brene Brown talks about this a lot in some of her work as well. If you're not familiar with Brene Brown, I I strongly recommend that you um, look into her. She's got some great books. She has uh, wonderful TED Talks. She just started a podcast called Unlocking Us. It's brilliant. She's just an incredible uh, speaker and leader, author, um, and, and she's a professor as well. Um, the, the key that she talks about is kind of separating your, how you view yourself from the things that you do. And I think, especially in the context of failure, recognizing that when you don't achieve something and so hence you say that you failed at that thing, it doesn't mean that you yourself are a failure and we need to decouple our sense of self from the activity or the thing that we failed to do in the way that we wanted to do. Sometimes when failures happen in my life, I, I catch myself reflecting and trying to think about why. Like, why did this happen? Back to Oprah's statement that this is happening for you, not to you. So why is this happening? What is this trying to teach me? What is this for? And if I reflect back on some of the times in life that felt like I was experiencing the most failure, and I don't know if this has happened to others, I I assume that it has, but it feels like to me that it often happens like all at the same time. Like I will just have a terrible, terrible week or month or like period of time where it just feels like everything is going to crap. Like we'll get a paper rejection. 
will get, uh, you know, a, I don't know, a person is leaving the group. Uh, somebody didn't get the award that they tried for. Somebody in the group didn't get the grant. We got uh, abstracts rejected, like no talks at a meeting. It's just like one bad thing after another after another. And the, you know, it, when it rains, it pours kind of thing is, is sometimes what it feels like. And when those times happen, it, it really helps me to take a step back and take kind of an inventory of, of where things are. Like, okay, so these bad things have happened. Rather than focusing all of my energy only on how bad everything is and how it, it can almost get you into this like shame spiral of like negativity to just go, okay, these things are not working, but what is working? What has gone right? Every time I sit and try to focus on the positive things at a time when it seems like everything is failing, I find it every time. And if you try to kind of make a list of like, okay, here on, like, on a piece of paper, here are the failures that have happened this week or this month, and here are the things that have worked. Almost every time, there are way more positives, way more things that are working, but our brain, it's like it's trained to focus on the negatives. And so it's hard to look past the negative failures and the things that aren't working when there are so many things that are working. And so that inventory of what is working, and I, I mean between not just at work and not just at home. Remember, this this podcast is really about kind of harmony between work and life. And it, it's often the case, at least for me, that when things are not going well in one area, I often have kind of the the yin and yang where on the other side things are going really well when things at work are particularly challenging because several things have been rejected and you know I you know maybe a student didn't do well on their qualifying exam or they didn't get their grant funded or um, you know they're just really struggling like a lot of experiments are failing and a postdoc got a paper rejected and someone else didn't get the talk they wanted. It just feels like a lot of negativity. You know, a lot of times at the same time, it might be that there are positive things at work as well that, you know, somebody else just got awarded a fellowship and uh, one of the people that I'm mentoring just got offered a faculty position. But then also a lot of times at home, there are other great things happening. So um, when I'm not traveling a ton and getting these, you know, invited to give talks at amazing conferences, that's time that I'm home with my family and getting to spend time with my friends and getting to relax a little bit and read novels for fun. So I think looking for that kind of yin and yang and the, the reality that like everything can't work. I mean, certainly in science, if if your expectation was that everything would work the first time that, that you do it, I'm sorry to be the one to break it to you, but like that's just not how science works. Research is basically redoing it, redo it, 
try this. It doesn't work. Now try that. I mean, that's the nature of experimentation. We come up with hypotheses and ideas, and then we test them. And most of the time, they're wrong. Most of the time, I think experiments fail. That, that's part of the point. We learn from that, and then we get the next idea and the better idea. And that's how we, we do better and better work, is by those failures and those, those mistakes and those errors in our thinking. And so doing that inventory of all of the good things to balance out kind of how it feels like everything is going negatively. Um, Right now, in this kind of place that we're in in the pandemic, this is something that I've been doing myself for my lab group, but I actually think I'm going to have the lab group uh, do this as a group. You know, we've been working from home for, I don't know, five months, and it's been hard and challenging, and there's just been a lot of of heartache and hardship, and it's been a challenge. However, I think as a group, we have done a lot of really amazing work. I think a lot of us have had some really positive experiences at home, and so I think we're going to do one of these inventories as a group in the coming weeks and kind of put together the the positive things that have happened in this really challenging time, because I think it's really helpful to balance out those feelings of hardship and failure and and missed opportunity. Well, that is all that I have for us to talk about today. Um, I hope that this kind of reflection on failure is helpful to you. I think especially when, when life does feel hard, and it feels like nothing is going right, it's so easy to just kind of stay in that negative brain space. And especially as you're looking at the highlight reel. I know I already said this, but it, it's just so, so important to not allow other people's successes and their highlight reel that you see that they project out into the world impact how you view your missed opportunities and failures because they also are having those failures. You might not see them. They might not share them. A lot of people are very quiet and secretive about their failures because they feel a lot of shame. They shouldn't because we all experience the failure. Some people are very open about those failed opportunities and the the experiments that didn't work and the things that got rejected, but other people keep them to themselves. And you know for yourself if you're one to to share or to not share, and either one is totally okay. But as you look at other people, just know that they are going through many of the same things that you are and don't allow their kind of shiny, bright, images that you see make you think that that you're the only one that is experiencing the failure. We all experience it. Some days are, are easier than others to just bounce right back from the failure and view it as a growth opportunity. I try. I really try every time it happens to be like, okay, what do I learn from this? How can I grow from this? Like those are like the first two questions I try to ask. It doesn't always work. There are days that I get mad and upset and sad and down and so I don't want to pretend like I just like bounce right back from every failure but I really try 
to minimize the amount of time that I spend in that negative brain space and try to flip the narrative to this failure is a growth opportunity. How do I learn? How do I grow? How do I become a better version of myself because of this thing that happened? So with that, I'm going to close for today. I hope that you're doing well and that you're finding moments of joy in this challenging season that we're in. Uh, I guess one last thing I'll say, I have been falling back on my gratitude practice quite a bit and reminding my kids to do the same. Thinking in the morning about three things or five things that happened in the last 24 hours that you're grateful for, it can really just change your outlook on the whole day. It's hard to be in a bad mood when you're feeling gratitude. And so that's my, my closing words for today. Be grateful, find something in your day that, that brings you joy and, uh, and stay well. I'll talk to you next time. You've just listened to another episode of the Calm Podcast. I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about are helpful to you in your journey through academia and life. As they say, it's not all about the destination, it's about the journey. Let's make it a great one. Until next time.